Hello, welcome to the Ishtar Collective podcast. I'm Baxter, the founder of the Ishtar Collective. I'm Purple Chimera, the lead archivist at the Ishtar Collective. And today we are going to talk about Asha Mia. And this is actually the second topic that has been voted for by our patrons. So thank you, patrons. Thank you. You're awesome. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, Purple, do you want to to uh, start us off? Sure. So Asher is introduced uh, in in game in Destiny 2, but he was actually mentioned to us in a grimoire card that came out with Age of Triumph, uh, Ghost Fragment Eris Morn, um, in which he is laying in the medical bay, which surprised me, I didn't know that the tower would have a medical bay for <laughs> guardians. It seems kind of weird, but I guess they do. <laughs> um, and he is unconscious and Eris is visiting him before she has, before she's leaving to go on a mission. Yeah. And it's interesting because from that grimoire card, um, you get the impression that, well, I think, I think they actually say that, that, uh, Eris and Asha are old friends. You definitely get the impression that they know each other well. And in fact, she says, I'm leaving my old friend. So, yeah. But, but the important part as far as Asher goes is that he is unconscious and his arm has been replaced by a mechanical arm that looks vexy, as we know now from Destiny 2. It looks like that. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and um, he seems to have been corrupted by the Vex somehow and possibly his ghost it says that his yeah. ghost has a red eye which seems odd for a ghost yeah although we don't really look very closely at other people's ghosts that's true um, but maybe uh, yeah I it's a good it's a good point. I'm gonna have to pay more attention to people's ghosts from now on. On the other hand, Destiny does seem to have a theme of red things being bad. Yeah. Eva. That's true. <laughs> um So it's interesting as well that the timeline we we um the first mention of Ashamia is in this Grimoire card, which is it seems to be Eris like is this when she leaves the tower? Yes, she is leaving to go fight some hive. Um, she says, I must find a new path through the night. The hive are vast and ancient, a power far from far beyond our realm. If we are ever truly to face them, tr ever truly to put an end to their hate, I must step beyond the safety of the city. So this is interesting because this is a grimoire card that's happening essentially now, right? Mm -hmm. She's been in the tower um, it, it's kind of weird, the timeline, because it is a video game. And so we have a lot of points where time is stagnant in between mm -hmm. events, uh, in between DLCs yeah. and things. But it seems like this is happening kind of at the end of Destiny 1, right? Where she's left. She's, she's leaving now. And when we get to Destiny 2, she's already been gone. She was not yeah. in the tower when the Cabal attacked. Correct. So, but they did seem 
You know, the Vanguard seem a little surprised that nobody would heard from Eris. I'm sure there's a line in one of the, the storyline missions. So it seems that she must have left pretty soon before, like, you know, the, the Cabal invasion must have happened very shortly after she left. Yes, I, I think so. But it doesn't seem like she is just like sneaking out in the middle of the night, right? It, when mm. I read this grimoire card when it came out in Age of Triumph, I felt like maybe it, she was talking about how she's going to sneak out. Like the Vanguard doesn't want her to do this, but mm. she feels like there's more to the hive. And so she's going to like, you know, sneak away and try to figure something out. But now that we have Destiny 2 and the dialogue in in that, I don't think that she just left without permission. I think she was going on a mission, whether it was her own choice or or whether she was sent, I don't know. But hmm. it seems like she went with some kind of acknowledgement from the Vanguard because they do wonder about her and, and we have some communication between her and Asher. Mm-hmm. So, or at least from Asher to Eris. <laughs> But the fact that they haven't heard from her seems surprising, as though they were expecting to get news from her. But something yeah. has caused yeah. that to stop. Yeah, that that that's fair. That makes sense, actually. Um, because if if she had kind of just snuck out in the night, then it would mean that Asha would have had to have leave and arrive on Io just as just as quickly. Um. But I think that the possibility that that Eris didn't sneak out and that she left, maybe you know, um, sometime before the Cabal invasion, is a bit more plausible because that that would give. It's it sounds like Asha might be. I don't know. Like, is he in a coma in this card? Is he in some sort that, of? It seems like he's unconscious. He might just be asleep. Mm-hmm. We don't. This is where we run into. I don't know how guardians work. <laughs> and this is even more of an unusual situation because uh, he's obviously been corrupted somehow yeah. since his ghost can't fix him. His ghost seems like there's something wrong. So this isn't even how normal guardians work, but like, do we just sleep? Um, there's, he's still breathing. Mm-hmm. There's no sound uh, like, you know, medical machines beeping or anything like that. Although I don't know if they would beep in the future. Maybe that. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So, so that, that, that's interesting. And that's the, that's, as you say, that's the first, um, the first time that we, that we learn anything about Ashamia. Um, so the next time we hear about Ashamia is in the, the campaign when we arrive on Io. Yes, and Ikora seems very surprised to hear him. So it seems like maybe in the chaos of the attack, she didn't know that he had escaped. Yeah. So I, you know, either he wasn't on the ship on a ship with her, or I don't know exactly how that all went down because it was kind of, mm-hmm. you know chaotic but in any case she seems very happy and delighted to find out that he's still alive yeah and 
Um, but the alternative, the thing, interesting thing about that is that he doesn't seem to know who Zavala is. Yeah, and that's really weird because, I mean, it sounds like Zavala has been Vanguard commander for an extremely long time. You know, well, I mean, uh, I know there's some debate as to whether or not um, Saladin was I think I think there is some evidence that Saladin was Vanguard commander is that right I'm not sure it's all very confusing but really I don't know <laughs> that length of time is particularly relevant here he's been the Vanguard commander since we came along right which is mm-hmm. even if all of these events since vanilla happened fairly quickly that's still a pretty significant amount of time Yep. And he's still like the vanguard commander. He's not someone like he's someone that everybody knows. Yeah. This is not like a a cult person um you know like a new up and coming Toland or Osiris or something. Like this is the vanguard mm-hmm. commander. You should know his name. <laughs> and if yeah. Asher has been around long enough to have been a guardian when someone else was Vanguard commander, then presumably he would have also been present when Zavala took over. Yeah. So it just seems weird. Is this a, is this an issue of his corruption that, that the Vex, whatever that is, is causing him so much trouble is also corrupting his memory for things? Or is this just a weird Asher quirk that he doesn't care about these people because they're not useful to his research? Yeah, I I actually think there might be an an element of, um, you know, like Asher is, I think you wrote here in the notes that he's he's quite, you know, it, it could be that he's very stuck up. He's very snobby. You know, that's true. And if you play a Titan, um, I don't know if this is true with other characters because I haven't played my my other characters very much. But um, he makes a lot of comments about how he doesn't find Titans particularly useful (laughs) (laughs) and that they just like punch things and study them later. And he'd rather study them first. Hmm. So it could be that that bias is coming up for him, that he just doesn't like Zavala because he's a titan, and so he thinks that he's useless. Yeah. I don't think that it's an issue with with the vanguard in general. My first thought was that, oh, well, he just doesn't like this the vanguard authority telling him what he should and shouldn't be studying or something like that. But Mm -hmm. he seems to respect Ikora very well, so I don't know if that's really true. Yeah. Um, I mean, it could it could well be that he he doesn't have any respect for the the vanguard, but he respects Ikora despite her role as the 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 warlock vanguard. That could be. He does seem to have a pretty uh, high stake in research and gathering information, which Asher likes. Yeah, definitely. He's quite the kind of stereotypical warlock, um, kind of the neg- you know the negative stereotype that you have of warlocks of being, you know, really uh, insular and um, antisocial. Yes, absolutely. The, he does. Def- have- <laughs> I was just going to say sorry. Um, there's definitely. 
certain parallels between um, his reactions and Toland's reactions to certain things. That's really true, actually. I hadn't thought about that. They both seem to be get angry very quickly when people do things that they don't expect or that they didn't necessarily want them to do. Yeah. And it's interesting because a lot of the time when we see, you know, that there there's certain um grimoire cards that because of the because of the the method of speech we think oh that's um uh, Toland. But now I would I would kind of wondered, well maybe that could be Ashamia. He doesn't he doesn't talk in exactly the same way, but there are definitely some similarities. Yeah, it makes you wonder if it's a personality thing or if it's a warlock thing. Hmm. Or it could be both. Maybe people with that personality become warlocks because of that. Yeah. Well, I mean, I th- I think that that kind of makes sense in in a se- you know, like we don't know what causes a guardian to be a certain class. And we don't know if if that's a that, that class is fixed forever or if it can if it can change. And we've talked before about perhaps in the time of the warlords and in the early days of the Iron Lords, classes weren't as strictly defined. But I think it does make sense that your personality almost decides what class you will become. That's true even for player, you know, players. Yeah. You know, there are some players who like all of them, and they're sure there are a lot, but there are definitely gravitate toward a certain class because of what you like. So that makes sense. It's almost like a sorting hat. It is almost like a sorting hat. (laughs) (laughs) I wonder if someone will make a quiz like, um, like, like the sorting hat quizzes. We could make a class quiz. That would be cool. But I mean, would it be which, which you see? There's only I mean, I guess there's only four houses in Harry Harry Potter, and there there are three classes in Destiny. So, yeah, it's not it's not too different. Hmm. Okay, so okay. add something else to the to do list. <laughs> <laughs> something else to do. Okay. So, um. I know we've kind of uh, jumped around a little bit, but we we also the the um, the class armor that Asher gives out has some interesting law text associated with it. Yeah, so it's called the Gensum Knight, whatever piece of armor it is, and in the that Ghost Fragment Eris Morn card. She calls him Jensen Scribe. I believe the first time we've heard this word. Mm-hmm. So is it a title? Is it a nickname? I don't know, really. Um, this set of armor kind of makes me feel like it's some kind of title, but... Since he gives it out, it yeah, can still it, it, be his nickname that he's tagging with his own name, you know, nickname. That's true. That is true. Yeah. 
It almost reminds me, you know, in the early in the early days before, you know, like when we when we saw things like the um, Cormorant Seal and um, Praxic Fire, it it feels a little bit like like one of these um, groups, kind of, you know, warlocks. Yeah, like seem- orders, like Titan yeah. orders, but for exactly, yeah, for yeah, warlocks. So. That, yeah, it could be something like that, but at the moment, we only, the only references that we have are references to Ashamia. So I, I, I don't think we can really say for certain yet. But so he, um, in the Jamsum Knight lore entry, um, because it's not a Grimoire card, <laughs> um, he is writing a letter, I guess, to Eris. Hmm. It could be like a diary, but I don't think so, because the first thing he says is that he's looking for information about Nocris that Eris has asked him, and he can't find anything. Mm-hmm. Which is fitting, because we couldn't find anything either. <laughs> <laughs> yes, we have also scoured the archives. So, um, that makes me feel better, that we're just not held in the dark. If <laughs> <laughs> Asher can't find it either. Yeah, and it is you know this is the only the second entry that we have on the Ishtar Collective. Um, the first is the the transcript of the ghost scan in the the lead up to the regicide mission. Um, in, well, in the lead up to fighting Oryx in the regicide mission. So yeah, this is this is this is the only other reference that we have. This letter, well, potential letter from Ashamir to Eris. But actually, the 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 main subject of the the letter isn't Nocris. It's actually more around Ash's experiences and and trying to figure out if if Eris has had similar experiences. Yeah, he talks about the way that the Vex are moving in his body and that he can feel them. And that he's bleeding radiolaria, which mm. is kind of creepy. <laughs> yeah. And it's interesting because we have these two characters that are kind of parallel, right? Both Eris and Asher have been kind of corrupted by an an enemy race. Mm-hmm. And it's it's fundamentally changed the way that their bodies work. They don't work like normal guardians anymore. And... On the on the surface, it m- makes me think, oh well, that's why he's their friends, right? They have this bond because Asher doesn't really seem like he wants to have many friends mm-hmm. in general. But it's pretty clear, at least to me, from that Ghost Fragment Eris Morn card, that they must have had somewhat of a close, respectful relationship before, in order for her to want to come and visit him while he's in the med bay unconscious and, you know, have all these conversations with him. Yeah, that's true. But maybe they they were even friends before that. Well, actually, no, I guess that's what you're saying. Yeah, even before the... Eris would have had to have been friends with him before he was in the medical bay in order for her to go and visit. That's what you're saying. Yeah. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry. It took me a while to catch up there. That's okay. Um, (laughs) <laughs> but yeah, and I think that makes sense. It does seem like Asher 
there are certain hints that before this incident in the Pyramidion, he wasn't he wasn't as as cranky and as irritable. Like he he was part of a fire team for one thing. Um, yeah, so let's talk about this event for a little bit. We actually have a, the Pyramidian strike in which mm-hmm. we go and attempt and ultimately successfully um, carry out this task that he and his fire team were trying to do that they mm-hmm. failed, um, which is kill Brachion, the Genesis mind. Yeah. And I have only gotten this strike um, once. So I don't know if there's alternate dialogue. <laughs> I didn't the, spend a lot of time. There is, yeah. I, I haven't got it written down here, but there is. There's one line um, when you start the strike where Ashamir says, um, like, what is it? Oh, I, I need to find it now because I'm worried I might get it wrong. But it's something along the lines of, I want you to go in there and rip off Brachion's arm for me. Okay, well, that makes sense. Well, when I was putting together these notes, um, at at the beginning of the strike, it says, he says that he and his fire team were trying to get to the Genesis mind, but the Genesis mind kept trying to, kept reconfiguring reality. And Mm. when I was going through and and looking around trying to find um, if there was alternate dialogue somewhere, it somewhere, it might have been on Destinypedia that said there that his fire team was him and two hunters. Hmm. But I couldn't find any audio to say that's true or not. I'm saying it's not true. I just don't know. Okay. So um, I don't know that that's relevant, hmm. although it might be relevant because when we talked earlier about him having a weird thing with Titans, Iris mm-hmm. seems to be pretty close and she was a hunter. So mm-hmm. maybe he just likes hunters better than titans i don't know maybe i mean i was just because i i i mean a, a hunter but i don't recall any particular dialogue um that's that's hunter specific there probably is um i know um pirate danny is you know obsessively trying to capture all of the npc idle dialogue so i'll have to talk to her and see if um See if she has any records of vital dialogue from from Asha that relates to hunters. Yeah, that will be definitely interesting, and maybe we'll do a, mm. a update. So yeah, if we get anything fun. Anyway, mm. so you go through, um, and you succeed where Asher and his fire team failed, and at the end, he says. Well, did you find Brachion? Did you sever its arm from its chassis and send it spiraling into the infinite? Hmm. So I feel like that's pretty significant to say that that's happened to him. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I think there's there's definitely an element of... You see, it it must be more than that because it wasn't just that, that Ash's arm was severed. You know, it was something something unlike anything that has ever happened to any other guardians took place, you know, like, That's like true. it's, it's a very, it's a very strange scenario, even with Kaba, you know? Um, so it seems like 
in the within the vault of glass, uh, Kaba or Kabir. I know there's there's different pronunciations. Um, he seemed to be invex, in, um, infected by the the vex radiolaria, and he used the last of his light to create the um, what's it called again? It was <laughs> kind of shield. It was like a fancy word for <sighs> shield. The relic is that what it was called? Yes. yes. Yeah. Um, I should have remembered that. Um, so you know that that that's kind of the closest thing that I know of that that's happened to another guardian. Um, but it definitely, you know, it's it's really strange that I, I mean, I wonder if is it possible that Asher was killed and resurrected by his ghost, and his ghost resurrected him wrongly it could be so i guess given the information that we have i can come up with two plausible theories off the top of my head one is that he's fighting he gets his arm ripped off and it vex or the radio laria or whatever you know infect that wound you know like at his shoulder Mm -hmm. where it got severed and that's how he gets corrupted. Okay. Right? They like enter that wound. The other option could be that somehow they get in, they corrupt his ghost. And then the next time he dies and his ghost resurrects him, it's not like he doesn't get resurrected correctly. Yeah. It's interesting. Yeah. I, I, I guess we don't, we can't say for certain, but I think that the fact that his, his ghost is infected I would think that the the latter option where his ghost was infected and resurrected him wrongly is more likely. But I mean, we're comparing the likelihood of two unknown things. So, you know, that's, that's probably, (laughs) yeah, probably (laughs) equally as unknown at this point. Um, Yeah. We, it does seem to be that regardless of how it happened, his ghost is not able to fix him properly it Mm. seems unknown about whether if he were to die if his ghost would be able to resurrect him at all seems to be confused about that there's some idle dialogue which i I didn't write down Um, Mm. he's talking about whether his ghost is even worth having anymore Mm -hmm. um, and should he just destroy it yeah yeah i think I, i i know we don't have that but i but i think i have I have heard that. Um, and it's quite a sad tale. You know, I mean, obviously, Guardians have such a close connection with their ghost. And, you know, Eris is, quite, you know, arguably, is she still a Guardian? You know, there have been debates around... You well, can she still says she's guardian. not. Yeah. So I feel so, like that's kind of part of it. <laughs> yeah. I mean, is is Asher still a Guardian then? Even though his ghost still exists, is it if it's been infected by the Vex, is it is it still a ghost? Poor guy. Um one more thing about the Gensum armor that mm-hmm. he gives us. On the um gauntlets it has the quote, Gensum armor. Let's hope it does you more good than it did me. Hmm. So that kind of implies to me, like, maybe this is the armor that he's he was wearing when he went on this mission. 
or a replica of it if it's not his actual armor. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Which maybe is like lends itself to say that Jensum is some kind of like group or title for something. Because it seems weird to have his yeah. armor named like his own nickname or something. Yeah. Yeah, it's 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 interesting. I was actually just wondering if um there was different text on the, the Titan uh warlock and hunter armor, but it seems it seems there isn't. Um But yeah, it's interesting. So, so should we talk about some of the um, the, the quotes that we have? Because one of them, I think, is is really is really interesting. Sure. Um. So, um, the one from the Jensen Knight plate, or uh, well, with, with the, the chest piece, whichever would for, for each for each class, is: Have you ever considered that the traveler might be just as chaotic and arbitrary as everything else? Which is kind of in, it's an unusual point that we, you know you, you ha- I haven't seen that point made anywhere else. Um, there's That's a lot true. of dis- yeah. It, it's like everyone seems to kind of revere the traveler, at least in, as in the guardian side. It's either mm. like you either revere the traveler or you are trying to destroy it. Mm-hmm. There, there aren't any other people that I know of that are kind of in this middle, like. <laughs> yeah and even even osiris i haven't i can't think of any references that osiris makes directly to the traveler most of the references that we have around osiris are more to do with the the speaker and and his relationship you know the the uh the relationship between osiris and the speaker although i'm just looking through the osiris grimoire card now and um, it says that um, while Vanguard, Osiris grew tired of his role and began to question the motives of the Traveller. But even then, yeah, I, I don't know if that's... That's not necessarily saying, you know, the, the Traveller... That, that's more, is the Traveller a good guy or a bad guy? Yeah, not, it's not Is really the Traveller, like, this... this wise powerful um like god or is it just a uh just as as confused and and chaotic as as everything else hmm. yeah th- there's a quote on the um bond or or whatever <laughs> um <laughs> class class item uh, that's remember the universe is a chaotic system. This frippery won't protect you from the continuum. So he kind of seems to have this outlook about everything. Yeah. Which is also, I wonder if that's a trait that has come out since his Vex incident. Was yeah. he always this kind of almost like nihilistic? Mm-hmm. I wouldn't I don't even know if it's if it's nihilism, you know? It's more um I don't even know if there, uh, there there probably is some some word to to describe it, but I feel like it's almost 
like saying, look, the, the, the universe is just a complex system made up of random things happening. It's, it's just chaos. Um, you know, I mean, I'm not a hundred percent sure if that's what he's saying. He seems to be, you know, the, the, the whole, the whole point of science is studying nature to be able to build up a model and be able to predict how things are going to, to behave. So you, you, you will come up with a theory based on, right, well, if an object is this heavy and the, you know, it's in this kind of environment, then this is how fast it will fall. This is, this is, this is how it will accelerate while falling, you know, the, the, and, and then you can test that theory and see if it makes sense. Yeah, it's very and, orderly. Yeah. And it seems like Asher, I don't know if he's, if he's disagreeing with that or if he's saying that certain individuals or, or groups in the universe are, are chaotic and, you know, random. Well, I mean, if he says the un whole universe is, is chaos, you know? but I yeah. do think it's really interesting because he does seem in his actions like a scientist, mm -hmm. you know, he's wanting us to go yeah. out and gather information so that he can perform these experiments and learn. That's very like scientific method, you know, <laughs> like yeah. we're gathering information. We're trying to test our theories and figure out what, how things work. That seems mm -hmm. like the opposite of this chaos theory that he's, he's spouting with his words. Yeah. In fact, chaos theory is probably the name for, that is, that is a, a, a it is a real thing. It? Yes. Yeah. It is a real thing. Um, although I'm not really sure if, if that's the same as what he's, but maybe it is, maybe that is what he's saying. Maybe he's just saying that, you know, systems are, are complex and difficult to predict. And, you know, Hmm. But I was mistaken earlier about the Jensen scribe thing. I said mm -hmm. at the beginning that that the that card from Age of Triumph um, was the first time we heard the word Jensen scribe, but it's not. There was a warlock class item that came out with the Taken King called Harlequin Pendulum, oh. and the flavor text is a curious device sought after by the Jensen scribes. That's interesting. So they must be some kind of warlock group, like the Praxic Fire well, or something. Actually, I think I just, I noticed we have two um, Harlequin Pendulums in our database. One was added in the Taken King and one was added in, um, well, before our records began, which was with the Dark Below. So, hmm. That's interesting. Yeah. Okay. So, so anyway, so we now know that this is some kind of group that he belongs mm. to. Mm. Yeah. Well, that's cool. We can add that to our summary. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> cool. Anything else about Asher? I'm not sure. I don't think so. I, I, I feel as though, you know, one of the things that is, that is kind of, uh, it's difficult about about Destiny Two, but but I actually really like it. Is that so much of the 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 information that we have about the world is in the game, which means 
and by in the game, I don't necessarily mean you know it's in a it's in a law tab in the game or it's in a grimoire card in the game. I mean you know almost all of the information that we have on Asha, we find out through dialogue in different missions, um, and obviously we're still in the process of transcribing a lot of those. So I expect that once we have more missions and strikes and quests and adventures and all these other things um, transcribed, we might actually learn more about Asher and his history. Yeah, I think it's really fun because it makes it feel more like real life. Yeah. Right? In, in real life, when you're researching a topic, you're not just handed an entire deck of cards and you're like, here's all the information, make your conclusion, <laughs> which is how yeah. it was before. You yeah. know, and in some ways that's fun because you can kind of make more definitive statements based on knowing that you have all the information. Mm-hmm. And in this case, it's like, well, this is what we know right now. And maybe we'll find out more. Maybe they'll add more idle dialogue. You know, maybe there's a an alternate um, comment or that we mm-hmm. haven't heard yet. Yeah. It It feels a lot more like being a historian. Yeah. Yeah. Not that I'm a historian, you know, my, <laughs> my background is computer science and software engineering. So, you know, I, you would be more of a judge as to whether or not this is like being a historian. Yeah, well, I definitely think so, because there's always something that is we're discovering, right? Mm-hmm. I worked at one house museum for four years and we were constantly updating the tours that we were giving because we would find, you know, we, we developed the tour and we're like, this is the information that we have, you know, and then we found another letter or someone um, else made a discovery about the time period that we were, um, we were you know, the museum was set in. Mm-hmm. And so we changed, you know, the, the way that we talked about the people or the lives of um, or the clothes that they were wearing or whatever it is, because we're always learning and discovering new things. And this is much smaller scale, but it's similar, I feel like, because we're always, there's always another piece of alternate dialogue. There's always that other piece of idle dialogue that we haven't recorded or, or heard yet. Yeah, that's it's really cool to hear things like that, because, you know, it's, I think a lot of people, as I say, I'm not a historian. Um, I, have, I have, you know, I haven't really studied history i i read wikipedia that is my that is my <laughs> you know that is how i i learn about history and to me history seems like such a static thing you know it, it it's it's like oh well well we this this happened in the past and we know what happened especially if you look over the last 100 200 years but actually it isn't like that it it is it as you say it's constantly being refined and that's a lot like the process that we that we have now um with Bungie. Obviously it's different because Destiny is is written by by a team of people. It's not it's not that it was um you know, it's it's not it's not like at the end of the day what we're writing about a game. But I think it's really it's really cool that it is a lot more like like studying history than a lot of people would would first think it makes to me it makes it feel much more like a real place 
yeah. because I'm discovering things every time I log in, right? There's something new that yeah. I hear, something new that I see. Um, the first time I went into the raid, my team got so irritated with me because I was just wandering around taking <laughs> screenshots of things. So I was like, oh, that's a fun shape. Oh, I wonder, you know, and yeah. like, what are you doing? We're trying to kill things. I'm like, no, we have to take the pictures. <laughs> um, and that's how I am in real life. We go somewhere and I'm like, I have to read all the signs, you know, like the history, like plaque yeah. signs. And I'm yeah, like, you yeah. have to read the signs. And they're like, we're trying to go to lunch. And I'm like, but I, but I have to read the sign. <laughs> <laughs> so. Yeah. Ah, so cool. So, uh, yeah, I can't think of anything else to say about Asha. I'm, I'm positive. It's, it's really interesting because when we started the last podcast kind of season where we were talking about Destiny 1, we'd already written, well, you predominantly had already written most of the, the summaries about the subjects that we talked about. So we'd already done a lot of the research needed to do the podcast episode. But this time it's kind of interesting because you know, um, I'm sure in, in the comments, uh, so in the, in the comments for the Hawthorne episode, there was a lot of information, um, mainly from Pirate Danny again, uh, about Devram K. And it probably makes sense to, to, you know, go into more detail about a lot of the, the stuff that was discussed in that thread on the, on the forum. And I'm sure the same will be true. There'll be something that we've, that we've talked about today and somebody else in the community will be able to say, actually, um, you forgot this or, or you, you, you probably didn't see this. Um, so yeah, as yeah, a kind it, of a segue. Feels, <laughs> it, well, it feels much more collaborative. Yeah. You know, yeah. With, with the community, because in the past with, with kind of season one, we, it was, this is the information. And then it's, it would be actually like, we forgot to put this in, or we forgot about this, um, item or this whatever but now it's we didn't forget we just didn't know we don't have that recorded yet I didn't hear mm -hmm. that dialogue yet so thank you for for discovering that now we've collaborated and everyone mm -hmm. is learning together and it's much more exciting yeah yeah it is so please visit our forums if you have any comments we'll be posting up a, a um like a, a, an associated every time we post a podcast a podcast episode now we also have a, an associated forum topic where you can post your thoughts um or just have a discussion about the episode so cool yeah is that is that everything that we have on on Asher for now yeah i think so cool okay well um thank you for listening Thank you to our community again for all the work that they have been doing. And thank you again to our patrons for, for helping us keep things running. Um, so look out for the forum topic. Leave us your thoughts about this episode. And if you found any dialogue that you think is important, let us know. Uh, and you can find us at, at www.ishtar-collective.net on a forum and on Twitter at Ishtar Cole. That's Ishtar C-O-L-L. And we, we probably should mention, because I don't think we mention it enough, um, we also have our uh, Discord server as well. And I'm not sure what the... We don't really have a good way of sharing that. I'll put it in the notes. Um, 
but we should probably link to it from our FAQ page or something. Yeah, we probably should. Okay, well, I'll, I'll do that. <laughs> anyway, thank you again for listening. I've been Baxter. I've been Purple Chimera. See you next time. Bye. Bye. Bye.